Good afternoon, New York, and the rest of our listeners around the globe. My name is June Stoyer, and I'm the host of the Organic View Radio Show. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Zoom, and you can also visit our website at www.theorganicview.com. If you'd like to be on the show or would like to find out about sponsorship opportunities, please contact us at questions at theorganicview.com. Today's show is sponsored by Eden Foods, the most trusted name in certified organic clean food. When you shop online at EdenFoods.com, enter the coupon code ORGVIEW to receive 20% off any regularly priced items, excluding cases. For other promotional offers, please visit TheOrganicView.com's website. And don't forget to check out our contest section. On today's show, Tom and I are going to talk about two very important issues pertaining to neonicotinoids, the recent lawsuit with the Center for Food Safety and EPA, and also the announcement made by PEMRA, Canada's Pest Management Regulatory Agency. First, I'd like to welcome to the show my co-host, Colorado beekeeper Tom Theobald. Hello, Tom. Hello, June. We're in the winter. It's chilly here. I've got a big, good fire going in the wood stove. Yes, it is indeed. Happy December 1st. (laughs) Well, I guess it is. Yep. Another month behind us. It's been an interesting month, though, hasn't it? Well, especially with this lawsuit that the Center for Food Safety filed, this is so disturbing. I know that the beekeeping community is outraged, and I just can't believe that EPA is really not being aggressive or as aggressive as they should, to protect pollinators. Instead, they're more concerned about what appears to be industry than their job. Well, they're more aggressive about protecting themselves. That's the whole basis of this case. They're taking your tax dollars and mine to defend their failed decisions in court rather than to reexamine their judgments. And the The judge had a difficult decision to make here because he was limited to what the law allowed him to to do, to decide upon, and the suit was dismissed on a legal technicality. The, The judge expressed his concern for the bees and beekeepers, but that, Nicole, will get you a cup of coffee, maybe. Um, In what country? (laughs) Yeah. Um... The fact is that this is a crushing blow to the beekeepers, and not just the beekeepers, because the bees and the beekeepers represent a much wider sweep of the environment. This is also a crushing blow to the environment. And whatever the judge's limitations were, this is still a a tremendous miscarriage of, of justice. The EPA... Let's just back up a bit. This family of chemicals, the neonicotinoids, are among the most toxic ever created and are currently the most widely used worldwide, certainly in the United States and in most other countries. 90% of that usage is as a seed coating. And of that 90%, 90% of the seed coating doesn't even go into the plant. So something like 85% of the neonicotinoid use in the course of a year doesn't even go into the target plant. It goes into the soil and the groundwater. And you would think that the EPA would closely scrutinize the use of a 
very toxic chemical so widely used and regulate it and monitor it closely? Well, they haven't. Instead, what they've done is they've tried to exclude that usage to cover it up under a section of the law which is called the treated items exemption. This is just a terrible miscarriage of justice, and, and they're not even quiet about it. The contention is that the neonicotinoids are used to protect the seed only, which would qualify it for uh, a treated item exemption. But it's not there to protect the seed at all. And that's openly promoted by the pesticide companies. The advantages of having this seed coating is that it's taken up by the plant and goes to all parts of the plant and will protect against chewing and sucking insects for the life of the plant. That's, that's part of their promotion. And yet the EPA gets away with excluding this massive use of this most toxic pesticide under this exemption, and nobody is taking them to task for that. The highest level of management in the EPA is Congress. And where is Congress? Once again, where is Congress? One of the things that I want to mention about this case is what happened to Brett Addy. He's the co-owner of the nation's largest commercial beekeeping operation. He suffered approximately $800,000 in damages in just one bee kill incident, and this hasn't even made mainstream media. Nothing. Nothing is being said about it. This is horrible. It is horrible, and these aren't insignificant losses. These are the loss of people's livelihood, of their assets, of their equity, of things that they've built over years, in some cases generations, to build these beekeeping operations. And Brett Aidy's loss of $800,000 is carried through to many other beekeepers. I've seen substantial losses. I have a much smaller base than Brett does, but we've all seen losses, and we're all on the verge of going under. And there's no attention being paid to this, what can only be characterized as a criminal activity. There's no sound judgment that can be applied to this decision to exclude these chemicals from regulation other than criminality. And where is the answer? The beekeepers have, have sought out the support of the regulatory agencies and they've worked with them for decades to no avail. They have gone to the courts and once again to no avail. What course is there for the beekeepers to, to assure their survival? My position is, and has been for a long time, the only power that we have is the power of public opinion. And it's the people who listen to programs like this who are paying attention to the evidence who need to step forward and start informing their friends and get the word out because the only thing that's going to change the course of this tanker is a peaceful revolution. When the public demands that, that, that this criminality stop, we'll begin to see some action. But we've seen none thus far. 
I just want to take a moment and read a quote from Jeff Anderson that appeared in a news release issued by the Pollinator Stewardship Council. Jeff Anderson, he's been on the show numerous times. He's the owner of California, Minnesota Honey Company, which is based in Minnesota, actually. He's a commercial migratory beekeeper. And the quote reads, the quote reads, the broader implications of this decision drive the nails in the bee industry's coffin. Of course, as a beekeeper, I am concerned about my livelihood, but the public at large should also be alarmed. More than one-third of the average person's diet is generated by pollinators that I help manage. That's a really bold statement, and it's something that people really need to start thinking about. Food security is at risk, and it remains invisible in the public eye. Well, Jeff, I talked to Jeff a week or so ago, and Jeff made another very interesting and important comment, I think. He said that how many more technologies will be hung on the seed? Now that the EPA and the chemical industry has gotten away with this deception, how many other products are we going to see that are supposedly there to protect the seed, but in fact have pervasive environmental impacts? They've gotten away with this this time. What's to come? This criminality has to stop. It's plain and simple. This is criminality. Well, Tom, as you pointed out on the last segment that we aired, with DDT, they were putting it in wallpaper that was geared towards home decor, especially for a child's bedroom. So I think it's the same playbook, just a different different chemical. Well, we have a different perspective of the world as it is and how it should be. Most of us, most citizens, look at an unspoiled environment as just that, a pristine environment to be preserved. The mentality of the chemical industry is that that pristine environment is a marketing opportunity, and they're certain to find something out there to kill. This is insanity, this course that we're on, and however it happens, it has to change. It's our very survival that's at risk here. If you extrapolate what's being done out into the future, these are terribly damaging chemicals and a massive poisoning of the environment that's almost beyond comprehension, even for those of us who know what the statistics are. Now, this brings me to the next topic, which is in regards to Canada's decision. The pest Management Regulatory Agency in Canada, otherwise referred to as PIMRA, they had a very interesting announcement in which they banned one of the neonicotinoids, which is imidacloprid, but it's not for another three years. So even though the news is great, it's another three years of this. Well, that's the point, and, and we're hesitant to be critical of PIMRA because this appears to be a step in the right direction, but it's not really a ban, not yet. It's a proposal, and the proposal will be open to comment, and then at some point a decision will be made, and imidacloprid will be phased out over a three-year period for most crops, and for crops where it's their sole remedy, up to five years. But uh, 
this, you know, the skeptics among us would say this just puts us on the hamster wheel for three to five years more. We've been hearing this repeatedly from PIMRA, from the EPA. They're going to reevaluate things in 2006. They're going to reevaluate things in 2008, 2012, 2018. Nothing seems to happen, and when challenged, the EPA does what it just did, which is to take your money and mine and defend itself in court. Um, this system has to change. Well, at least they're in the right direction. So next year, we'll see what happens. Tom, thanks for joining me today. And folks, please tune in next week as Tom and I continue the discussion. Thank you for tuning in. This has been June Stoyer with the Organic View Radio Show. Have a great afternoon.